Hello, welcome to this week's uh, GCSE business podcast for uh, Piggott School. Firstly, we will hope you're all safe and well, obviously, should say that. I hope everyone's uh, managing, depending on when you're listening to this, to uh, enjoy a bit of the relatively good weather, which is happening as I'm, uh, as I'm recording. Um, so hopefully we might be able to see each other soon, especially year 10. Um, who knows? So when we're safe, hopefully we might be able to return to school and, and get, some, get some learning done and see each other. So I'll start, as usual, with some definitions. So you should write down... Um, what I've asked you to define, pause the podcast uh, and then write down the definitions and restart and we'll go through them. So the terms I would like you to define today are footfall, span of control, limited liability, delegation and ethics. Footfall, span of control, limited liability, delegation and ethics. So if you pause and write down the definitions for those first, please. Okay, so firstly, we've got footfall. So footfall is just the number or the amount of people that pass your shop. So um, in Reading, the Broad Street and Friar Street, the two main streets, have high footfall. If you compare that to uh, streets out of town, they're going to have lower footfall. So if you're a shop, you want higher footfall because obviously the hope is that those pe- some of those people will come in and buy from you. So if you if you are a shop, you want to locate yourself in somewhere with high footfall. It's a location factor as well. Uh, then span of control. This is linking, remember, to our organisation charts. The organisation chart, the hierarchy, who's in charge of who. Span of control is the amount of people you have direct control of. So at school, Mr Gray has overall, is in charge of everyone. He's the boss. But his span of control is two. The two deputy heads, Miss Alexander and Mr Griffith, are the two directly underneath him. So that's the span of control. Limited liability. So limited liability is if you become a limited company, then you are only responsible for the money that you have put in. So if your company is in debt, or if the company is in debt, if you've invested £50,000, you can only lose £50,000. That's unlike... Uh, sole trader and partnership which have unlimited liability and you have to sell your own belongings your car your house to pay off the debts delegations going back to um, hierarchies and chains um, and uh, organization charts delegation is passing a task or job down the organization chart so going back to the example used mr gray might pass a task or duty or job down to Miss Alexander, that is delegating a task. And then ethics, ethics are the moral actions of a company. So it's going beyond just profit, it might be environmental factors, uh, but it might also be paying your suppliers fairly and treating staff fairly. Okay, right, first thing I wanna do is go through last week's work. Um, which was, you should have watched the documentary on um, Heinz Soup, the inside the factory, um, and completed the the sheet. It, lots and lots of good application here, so hopefully you the, the, the theory and terminology and topics that we've learned, you should have been able to apply that over to the show, um, and you should have seen um, the links. So, to go through some of the answers... Um, how many bowls of soup were produced at the factory each year? 
um, I got it as 600 million bowls, so that's a lot of soup. Where was the factory located? Which was Wigan, so Wigan in the northwest. Which sector is Heinz in? Primary, secondary or tertiary? So you should have got it as secondary. Um, it makes the soup. Remember, primary is getting things out of the earth, which we'll come back to in a minute. Secondary is the making, the manufacturing, which is obviously what they were doing. The tertiary is the selling. So the tertiary element of this would be when you buy your soup in Tesco. Is this job batch or flow? It should be flow. So if you saw on the, the factory line that the cans, there are thousands and thousands or millions of cans being sprayed out, it's constantly producing. So that is flow production where it's constantly produced. Um, Heinz biggest competitor, you might have got something different, but I would say someone like Campbell's Soup and think how Heinz compete. Heinz aren't the cheapest, um, but I think Heinz there are looking to compete on the quality uh, of their product and how many locations and places it is in. Um, at least three soups. There was a vegetable soup they mentioned. Um, there was definitely a tomato soup. And I think there was a cream of mushroom in there, but there's lots of other soups that were mentioned. So remember the product range, if you see in a, in a question or reading anything, product range just means the amount of different products that you sell. The primary um, suppliers that they visit, they visit a uh, pea farmer and they visit the salt plant, the salt mine. So obviously there is salt in the product. That is one of the raw materials. There are peas in the, in the vegetable soup. They were the two... Uh, primary that they visit vid, visit um, what does pottage mean so when they look back at the history of soup pottage means something in a pot and then it was who was credit it would be in the founder of soup it was Robert May um, how often are peas delivered to the factory it was hourly so if peas are delivered every hour which delivery method do you think this is well, those peas are going to go straight into the production process. They didn't have much storage, so it would be just in time. So the peas would arrive hourly, just in time to go into the cans and into the production process. What quality assurance process is used on the production line to ensure high quality peas? So they had cameras and peas were discarded. So remember, quality assurance is sort of like a checkpoint. That camera they used was like a checkpoint on the production line and any bad peas were, were discarded. Um, what vegetables go into the soup? There were loads, I think corn, peas, potatoes, onions. There were lots of different things that go into the soup. Uh, how long can a tin keep fresh? It was two to five years. So when people were stockpiling at the beginning of the coronavirus crisis, soup might have been one of the things. It's got a long shelf life. Um, how many tins can be filled in 11 minutes? It was 10,000. So that's going back to the, the flow production. Loads and loads are being produced. What is a soup kitchen and which organisation um, is visited that runs some? So it was the uh, Salvation Army and the soup kitchen is there to give homeless and needy people uh, food if they, they can't afford it. Again, that's quite, um, quite prominent at the moment. How does second cooking help product safety? So think health and safety, uh, think of again quality issues. It kills the bacteria by, by um, cooking it the second time. How long does it take to cook a can of soup? It was two hours and 40 minutes from start to finish. Which restaurant in Reading is visited for the soup test? It was the Bell and Dragon, which is uh, by the riverside. And why may the test they did, why might soup keep you fuller for longer? 
uh, basically because it keeps the liquid in. So when people uh, had other meals, there's less liquid, which actually means there's less mass, a uh, bit of science, to keep you uh, full. Which law will the soup labelling need to meet? So that's the Trade Descriptions Act. So that what it, whatever it says on the, on the packaging, if it's a 400 gram tin, it's got to be 400 grams in the tin. What's wrong with the rejected can at the end of the process? Um, that was, it was the volume, so the volume was incorrect. It wasn't, so linking back to the question, it wasn't um, the volume they're expecting it to be. Um, for every one degree, the temperature drops, how much, how much do sales increase? It was 3.5%. So we have colder nights, we tend to eat more soup. And from start to finish, how long was the logistics process of a tin of soup? It was eight hours and 21 minutes. So that's um, a relatively quick uh, production process going from start to finish. Okay, and then you should have answered, um, and I will feed back individually for people. Um, you should all email me your, your answers today. You could take a photo, or if you're obviously writing it as a document, email it. Complete the following exam question. Um, there are three application marks and three explanation marks. Explain in steps, good because leads to, uh, and apply to specifically to soup. Explain one way in which Heinz could add value to their vegetable soup. Obviously, you don't have a case study or extract, but you would have just watched um, the documentary. So you might have done different ones, but the three sort of main ones I looked at, you might have a different flavour or make some form of addition to the flavour. So you might have said one way Heinz can add value to their soup is by adding more ingredients to their vegetable soup, such as a different vegetable, such as a turnip. This is good because it means people then, different customers then buy the product, widening the target market. This will mean more sales, which will mean more overall profit for Heinz. Okay. Um, you might also discuss the packaging. So you could discuss a change to the packaging. It might be an advert. Uh, but in terms of the application, you need to be specifically applying it. So you might mention the competitors like Campbell's. You might mention adverts might be put on at night where people are cold nights, where people eat more soup. Um, and then the explanation you should have, this is good because this leads to. So good terminology, target market, um, market share, uh, supply chain, if, if we're going into to how the product gets to you, things like that. Um, and then your explanation should be this is good because this leads to uh, always ending in profit, but you need another another step before that. Um, should have also looked at and I just want to read. Remember, it's always a very good idea to keep an eye on the GCSE um, business studies scoop it page that I put in the link on the email. Um, so the keyword task that I've set in the last couple of weeks, so read through articles pick out the key terms and then um, define them. So I just wanted to read a little bit there. There's one story I put on recently called Five Firms Booming Despite the Lockdown. So these are firms obviously that um, have adapted and changed and now doing quite well. I'm going to look at the, the bottom company, Boohoo. So Boohoo, an online clothes company, send um, clothes to, to, to customers. Um, and I'm just going to read a little bit of it. So it says fashion businesses have faced a series of setbacks during the coronavirus pandemic. 
Their global supply chains were an asset in happier times, allowing them to source clothes cheaply and swiftly. So you've got key terms there, supply chains, that's your logistics, how it gets from A to B, and then asset, things that people own. But now they're stuck with orders coming from other side of the world that will struggle to find customers. Obviously due to the lockdown and restrictions, they can't get things to customers easily. Boohoo has found a way to adapt to the new normal. If people aren't venturing out uh, much outside their front doors anymore, what kind of clothes do they still need? So they've changed their product range. People aren't really buying going out items, but they're buying homeware, hoodies, joggers, tracksuit bottoms. Sales, that's obviously a key word, revenue uh, of tops have gone up in particular with everyone wanting to look smart on Zoom calls. As a result, the firm has seen year on year rise in sales during April at a time when rivals have reported the collapse in demand. So demand, another key word, obviously when people uh, want something. So there were your um, tasks that you should have completed from last week. This week's um, task, which uh, I have, will, which will be in uh, the email, um, is there is a sheet called application practice. Okay. Um, and it's there's a small case study which is taken from an exam paper um, and it's on Apple. So the obviously the phone, iPhone giant, one of the biggest companies in the world, Apple. Um, it says the first question is the case study is about Apple. Brainstorm five things you already know about Apple. So before reading the case study, jot down any five things you know about Apple. Then it says read the case study and pick out five business key terms. So you read the case study. Any business term like we've just done with that Boohoo article, uh, any key business term in there, write it down and then define it. Who is Apple's biggest competitor and how do they beat them? So think of obviously the other big mobile phone operators. I'm recording this podcast and one of their biggest rivals. Um, who is it and then how do Apple beat them? Then there's a little table of numbers in the um, case study and it says if Apple's sales were 52% lower, in 2014 compared to 2015 work out what the sales figure is so what you need to do is divide the sales figure they give you in uh, work out sorry 52 percent of the 2015 figure the 2015 figure is 156,000 divide that by 100 times it by 52 and then you need to add that number to the original number because it's gone up by 52 percent um, and then I want you to answer another six mark question, please, this week. It says Apple has recently lost market share to a competitor. That will be the competitor. You decide who the biggest one is you'd have done in the previous question. Explain one way in which Apple could regain market share. So like the question you did last week, three marks for application and three marks for explanation. So using the case study, you uh, and make sure obviously it's applied to phone, something that's specific to Apple. Um, I want you to pick something that Apple could do to their phone with the case study and then you explain how this helps them beat their competitors in three steps. This is good. This leads to um, to get those three explanation marks. OK, um, and then the other thing I want you to do this week um, is I watched it um, last night. I'm recording this on Monday is watching Dragon's Den either on uh, Sunday night when it's on. So the one I've just watched, there was uh, a pitch about rum. There was a picture about a sort of a new, a new new form of toilet brush and a picture about pet food. But it doesn't matter which episode you watch. Dragon's Den is excellent for terminology. It's excellent um, for, for theories and application as well. OK, um, so I'll put it in the email 
Uh, but they're your two main tasks for this week. So you complete the application Apple Sheet and you email me any answers so I can feed back. Uh, and I'd like you to watch A Dragon's Den either live on Sunday night or on the iPlayer. Um, and as usual, you can, you can work it and test yourself with business studies online. And I'll put links in the email for that as well. So until next week, that is the work to keep you going.